पैसा वैसा इज एन आई वी एम प्रोडक्शन एंड इफ यू लाइक आर शो यू कैन ऑल्सो चेक आउट अदर शोज ऑन आई वी एम लाइक द कुल्लाबा काटल विच इज एन एक्सक्लूसिव टेन पार्ट सीरीज दैट डॉक्यूमेंट्स जर्नी ऑफ टू वेल एस्टैब्लिश हॉस्पिटैलिटी ग्रुप्स हु केम टूगेदर टू ओपन अ न्यू रेस्टोरेंट कॉल्ड मिस टी इन कुल्लाबा Episodes out every Monday and Thursday on the IVM podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Coming up next on Paisa Paisa, real estate special with Prashant Thakur, the head of research at Anrock Property Consultants. In this episode, we are going to talk about buying a house, one of the most important decisions that you can make. Roti kapla aur makan mein se the makan part. Stay tuned for getting all the details, all the dope on buying your own house in this Paisa Paisa special. So it's going to be a great week on IVM this week. We have a brand new podcast launching Wordy Wordpecker with Rachel Lopez. Every Tuesday Rachel is going to break down fascinating words and why they mean what they mean. The show releases on the 21st of August. Be sure to check it out. And we have another new show launching as well. Know Your Kanun hosted by lawyer Ambar Rana where he addresses all law related questions and gives us insights into the legal system of India. On Cyrus says this week Cyrus chats with actor Kubra Seth about the experience of making sacred games, life post the show and her body of work. On Colabra Cartel we have Jeremy Buck and Sandeep Hathiramani the experts behind the bar at Misty. They talk about the innovative cocktails they put on that menu. On the Vishal Gondal show Vishal speaks to Milind Devra about his interest in music, his vision for the country and a hell of a lot more. Coach Urmi talks to actor and model Sarah Jane Dias about her fitness inspiration on the Kinetic Living podcast this week. And don't miss out on the final episode of Marvel's Lost and Found for this first season Therapy 101 hosted by Zain and Avanti. Also guys we're looking for a new producer, a social media intern and a graphic designer. If you are interested in working with IVM and it's a cool bunch of people to work with, please send us an email to jobs@indusbox.com. Also, please make sure you're following us on social media if you're not. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. On Paisa Paisa, we've covered a whole variety of topics here in the last it's almost been a year since we've been on air. We've done equities, we've done cryptocurrencies, insurance, uh, credit cards, a lot of stuff. There's one topic that I've always wanted to discuss in detail because it's such an important topic for all of us, okay? That's real estate, right? Because all of us need a place to stay, whether you buy it, whether you rent it, or whatever it is. Real estate is a very important part of our lives. Um, so I've always been waiting to get a really good guest, a really good expert uh, in real estate, and I'm really thrilled that finally my search has come to an end. And I'm really thrilled to finally find an expert in real estate. I have with me Prashant Thakur, who is the head of research at Anurag Property Consultants. I'm going to start uh, with an introduction to Prashant and an introduction to Anurag. Anurag is one of the biggest real estate uh, brokers in India. But for a more detailed discussion of that, I'm going to just get into this discussion with Prashant. This is going to be a three-part series. Okay, we're going to concentrate on three topics, which is buying real estate. renting real estate and investing in real estate so you want to stay tuned for all the three parts and prashant welcome to the show thank you so much for uh, agreeing to do this can you tell us something about yourself something about anrock um, i know it's a fairly big uh, real estate broker in in india but tell us more about it thanks anupam for having me on the show sure. it's a real pleasure to be part of your show sure. to give you a brief background of anrock uh, it was uh, it has been founded by uh, mr anish puri he is one of the stalwart of indian real estate industry and before forming uh, founding this uh, company he was heading jll india as a country head and chairman so uh, and if i have to talk about the brief uh, business ba- uh, that we do we are you know as you rightly said we are of the largest uh, real estate broker in india mm-hmm. 
and and we deploy technology in kind of delivering what we you know feel would be right for the customers sure. we define a customers as developers whom we work very closely with mm-hmm. and also the end users who buy the property mm-hmm. and very recently we opened up a capital market division also which which uh, helps in developer raising funds and kind of in you know, a lot of land land transaction is also done to that vertical and also we opened up a retail vertical sure so this is a brief uh, you you, know, co- you cover pretty much every aspect of real estate there is from yeah, yeah. developers <laughs> to be to precise yeah commercial mm-hmm. retail yeah. residential pretty much all yeah. the areas of residential you mm-hmm. got a a presence tell us about yourself what's your background I mean you know what are you uh, <laughs> so, where have you worked so uh, so by qualification i am uh, mba in finance and sure. chartered financial analyst mm-hmm. and 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 i have been uh, no consultant uh, through uh, most of my career i worked for delart and eny and then the startup bug bit me uh-huh. and i was part of uh, the core team of common floor and later moved to quicker homes okay so it's a mix of uh, consulting as well as a tech background hmm. and and then you know i was uh, very keen when anuj approached me to head the research vertical and set the research vertical so you so, you know you're an, you're just the perfect person to ask all of our questions <laughs> because you've got uh, you've got data you've got numbers you look at all the aspects uh, of real estate mm-hmm. let's just get started okay let's sure. talk about uh, people who want to buy their own house okay i'm talking about you know someone who wants to own his own house mm-hmm. i know that today there's a lot of discussion on buying renting but we'll mm-hmm. get on to that mm-hmm. but i want to know you know what what would be your advice to someone who wants to buy a house for himself for his family to stay he's i'm assuming he's making a very long term commitment he's going to take a very huge home loan mm-hmm. but he knows for a fact that he's going to buy a house mm-hmm. okay let's start with the procedure of how he should go about doing it okay let's talk about research let's talk about whether he should take the help of a broker mm-hmm. what kind of work that he should do mm-hmm. okay and then you know stuff like rera how is mm-hmm. rera really change things for the buyer sure please so you know before i start i would like to say to uh, our you know audience that this is the best time to buy if if you are looking for your end use mm-hmm. having said that what are the steps that we should follow so number one if if you know i'm pretty sure that i need a house for my end use mm. folks end use just for, by the way means that i'm going to use it for myself i'm going to yeah. stay in that yeah. <laughs> versus people who want to invest or whatever then we'll get to that later on but end use means you can call it consumption like you yeah. know you are someone who's working or who has a business and you want to buy your own house to stay so the, the term end use means that you are going to stay in that house yourself yes you're, yeah. you're buying it for yourself sure. consumption okay so you know first and foremost thing you should decide your affordability you should arrive at your affordability so mm-hmm. technically you know if you're taking a loan you should you know do a simple math that approximately 30 to 40% of your uh, uh, income mm-hmm. should be towards your emi mm-hmm. you should not exceed beyond that because you know if 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 you have other liabilities you might get in a tighter liquidity situation hmm. then the second most important factor is that you should decide on location hmm. because because you know in in, in today's uh, real estate you know three things are very critical it sure. is location location and location <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> that that decides your you know, price of the house that decides that you know if in future you want to rent it out hmm. how easily it can be rented out and hmm. you know in, in if if you know if at a certain stage you want to liquidate your uh, property mm. how soon you can get that value it also depends on location mm. so location is is the most important uh, factor when you kind of decide on on buying a property mm. so once you have decided the affordability factor zero down on a locality and then then you kind of start doing your research either through a help of your uh, friends colleagues or or you know a broker whom you know or mm. let's say a broker who whom you know would who would be operating in that particular locality okay to zero down on a property okay 
now nowadays you know you have a lot of option of doing online search and you know i would like to highlight that hmm. 80% of home buying journey hmm. nowadays start online oh so there are, there, there, there there are a lot of online portals who would you know have a detailed catalog project description hmm. about about you know uh, uh, various projects about uh, various projects in a particular location hmm. so that then you kind of once you have zero down on a property hmm. I think then then Rera has given us a wonderful opportunity to kind of verify the facts that a developer is is you know uh, quoting or let's say kind of saying to you mm. earlier in absence of Rera there was a lot of instances where you know transparency was an issue the yeah, developer yeah, yeah, might yeah. say something else and kind of deliver something else mm. he would you know show you some uh, a plan but the development would happen which would be totally off of the plan that he would have shown you okay so my advice would be first of all you should also check whether this project is rera registered or not mm. and go through all the details mm. see at any stage you can engage with a broker but but my advice to everybody is do your own research mm. if you're committing such a huge amount towards buying a house mm. so once the initial research is done mm. uh and if you are really kind of you know you're not very confident about how you go about negotiating with a developer or let's say what kind of deal you want then i would you know advise you to engage a broker okay and when you engage with a broker please ensure that that broker is also registered with rera okay because you know a, a rera registered broker gives a credibility and he is also under rera now liable for any miscommunication or misconduct that he would kind of you know do during his uh, buying or selling process okay so that way you ring fence yourself mm. so once all these things are done then you can you know ask for the documents which are very critical for for a home buying purpose for mm. example let's say if you're buying an under construction property mm. the first thing that you should ask uh, a developer or or let's say your broker is to show you the title deed okay then kind of you know whether all the approvals are in place or not mm. and and whether the project has got the commencement certificate or not so this way you kind of you know do your basic due diligence and okay. one thing which i forgot to mention was sure. that whether the land use is appropriate or whether the the residential development is happening mm. uh, on on the uh, right property or not for example the land use conversion has happened or not okay. so these are basic things that you do for under construction property let me let me uh, get specific now okay mm-hmm. let me um try to get this more real for our listeners let's mm-hmm. say that i'm someone who stays in goregaon fairly uh, it's a western suburb uh, in bombay mm-hmm. and i'm someone who's working say in andheri east mm-hmm. okay, goregaon is kind of nearby to that mm-hmm. i don't stay in andheri east maybe because i want to be on the western side mm-hmm. it has more malls it has better connectivity and stuff like that so first and i'm convinced about the affordability mm-hmm. so now how do i start here i would first look at in goregaon what are the kind of projects that are out there that would be my first step exactly okay ideally what kind of property should i look out for okay because mm-hmm. i'm sure that there are quite a few projects in goregaon it's again a hot place uh, to invest mm-hmm. what would be the two or three things that i should look out for only on location mm-hmm. so see when when i you know uh, said location i think uh, what we should look at is whether you have social infrastructure in place or not for mm-hmm. example school colleges hospital all of the stuff that there or not what is the infrastructure whether it is you know well connected by you know all means of transport do you have a metro do you have you know a proper road and rail network mm. and you know other softer aspects that what is the you know uh, situation of water supply okay how is the congestion these all steps what are okay. the upcoming you know uh, development happening over there is there is there a uh, flyover coming in and what are the you know pull factor of that uh, location mm. 
is there any IT park or SEZ which will you know pull some working people who would like to kind of reside in that particular you know locality so sure. that in case in future if you are, you are looking for renting out your flat hmm. your flat can be easily rented okay. so these are basic okay. factors you should keep in mind okay biggest question here mm-hmm. under construction or ready to move in <laughs> a big question yeah so uh, in this today scenario i would say that you know there are a lot of options mm-hmm. available in ready to move in inventory mm-hmm. buying a ready to move in inventory uh, would give you some kind of advantage number one would be you know you don't need to pay gst mm-hmm. and uh, a ready to move in project uh protects you from execution risk because historically the real estate industry has been marred by you know lot of uh, execution delays and all the stuff mm-hmm. so these two are basic benefits of getting into a ready to move in property and and uh you know since that developers are also very keen to uh, clear their unsold inventory they are giving you a lot of attractive payment uh, schemes and discounts mm-hmm. so these are uh, the plus of uh, buying a ready to move in inventory mm-hmm. but the only uh, you know challenge might be that you might not get you know exact location or let's say kind of for example if i'm looking at a corner facing 7th floor or 8th floor kind of stuff because mm. most of the projects would be already sold or let's say you have limited option initially mm. whereas in an uh, under construction property you will you know get to choose which floor which location all those stuffs mm. but it has its own risk number Correct. one is you know do rerise protecting you but again you know you'll have to and undertake some kind of execution risk mm. and and uh, obviously there is gst since uh, the developers are also not very clear about how to you know uh, pass on this gst things of example let's say how to deal with input tax credit and all those stuff mm. so in my opinion if you are buying it for your end use mm. and you have kind of figured out your affordability and you have figured out a good property mm. which is in you know in your uh, choice of location i mm. think you should go for uh, you know uh, ready to move in apartment mm. again having said that if you're looking at a uh, from an investment point of view mm. if you have a long uh, horizon then then you know buying an under construction property makes sense if makes you have sense. the patience and you yeah, can wait yeah. it out yeah. the, the only risk is would be the execution of the builder yeah, and stuff but like that that is also kind of now uh, minimized post rera yeah. because now developers are committing to a timeline which they have to adhere to mm. tell us about rera um what is the website that i will now go to let's mm. say that i have figured out um i want to buy an xyz project mm-hmm. which is uh let's say it is under construction it's mm-hmm. not uh, it's not a ready to move move in flat mm-hmm. um do build so f- actually before that do builders normally share with you the documents like the title deed and all that is it uh, is it mandatory for them or you know they can just say ki nahi main nahi dikhaunga tumko jo karna hai karo types majboori meri hai after all so the you know the uh, times have changed now i think uh, with changing times the the buyers have also kind of uh, evolved a lot hmm. they are more educated lot so i think in today's scenario the first question that a buyers you know buyer are asking to the developer is uh, give me your rera number give oh. me your registration number okay So, for example, if he gives you your, your uh, his registration number, and mm. you just go, for example, in Maharashtra, you mm. go to maharera. dot gov. dot in, ah, and okay. you, you just put that number. Right. And if he has actually got the registration done, your initial screening is done because oh. he would he won't get that uh, uh, registration number, you know, if he has not got all the approvals in place. Hmm. So that means the initial screening is already being done by Rera when they provide this registration number. Okay. So I think most of the uh, paperwork. 
which a buyer would not understand is mm. now being taken care so the website is maharera that's m a h a r e r a dot g o v dot in i should go there and i should check i just need to put the registration, registration number uh, number of the broker uh, of the consult uh, of the saying? developer Sorry. of the de- of the developer so the developer has a registration number the project also has a registration number yes so ideally you know so if every project huh. before a developer starts to sell it or huh. even market it huh. even before putting the first hoarding in 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 the city or let's say a first print in the in the newspaper he has to get the registration done okay. without registering his project it's it's illegal for him to market the uh, project hey, even the ads that we see every sunday because every sunday and every festival all of them have uh, this so uh, it has to be registered okay so once uh, so once that i have once i've gone to the rera website and i've checked the project i mm-hmm. should ideally look out for what like when is the expected date of completion stuff like yeah. that yeah Uh, expected date of completion, mm-hmm. and and you know how many units have been sold. Now, for example, let's say you know at times the developers create a sense of urgency in the minds of buyer by telling you know sir buy it very less flats are yeah, available. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you yeah. know so Rera has mandated developers to also disclose how many units they have sold as of date, hmm. and it needs to be updated every quarter. Hmm. So every quarter the developer has to update. Uh, on the Maharera website about the number of unit hmm. he has sold hmm. and also what is the progress in terms of uh, construction. So that okay. way I think a lot of, uh, you know, uh, gray area has been taken care of. Hmm. Now, for example, let's say if, if you know, uh, the developer uh, tells me that, you know, sir, you know, uh, very less flats are available, just, you know, you should go ahead and buy. Hmm. Or let's say he's telling that, you know, I will charge a premium because very less inventory is there. Hmm. you can go back to the maharera website check you know how many units have been sold the actual picture and then you know the picture yeah, yeah. so that way developers since now know that whatever they say can be validated so mm. they, they, now they are taking a lot of precaution in whatever they are committing okay two questions before we wrap up this uh, the first part one is now i have decided all of this mm-hmm. how do i choose a broker what are the services that i should look for in my broker okay because this is a fairly unorganized uh, industry as such mm-hmm. i have to probably work on referrals mm-hmm. okay or maybe do my online search and all that but mm-hmm. ideally if i choose a broker uh, what is the rate of brokerage and is is that fixed under era and what type of services should i look for my broker sure i would like to highlight that uh, rera is not only applicable on the developers now mm-hmm. it is applicable on brokers also who are dealing in the primary market mm-hmm. that means who are in the market of first hand sales which means the sale. that the developer has a project and he selling it directly to the customers mm-hmm. that's yeah. called a primary sale yes okay. yes okay. yes so the first thing you should ask about uh, you know uh, your broker is his registration number mm-hmm. so rera has mandated them also to be registered so and if he's registered that means he has all those you know credential in place he has a pan card he has you know office and mm-hmm. he has certain kind of uh, background which has been already verified by rera okay now second is few subjective analysis now for example if he has worked with uh, some prior clients you should ask for uh, verify his or her services mm-hmm. from that particular person you should also check in the area that he operates mm. whether he has a pan city exposure okay so so that he gives you a wider choice of property sure. or let's say he is focused just on locality okay. now for example if he is operating on a city level hmm. he will help you to zero down on locality right. now for example if he is only operating in a particular location hmm. it's up to you to first zero on the location and then kind of find a broker who operates in that right so i would ad- advise go for a broker who has larger footprint hmm. 
and then look for a broker who has been in the market for you know fairly good amount of time not okay. not you know because nowadays it's very easy to become a broker sure any anybody can become a broker so mm. i would recommend that you go for a broker who has been operating in that particular uh, micro market for you know at least 5 five or 6 years okay look at uh, you know the projects which he has in his portfolio that mm. also speaks a lot about the brokers mm. is he dealing with only tier 1 uh, grade 1 developers or mm. kind of he's picking up any any grade 2 uh, or 3 developers mm. and and then also you know should look at a broker it's a very subjective analysis you, you know you'll get to know in your first uh, couple of interaction with him mm. whether that particular broker is service oriented or just you know he's in a hurry of making the transaction getting his commission and moving out mm. because the role of the broker not only is limited to helping you get a property but also there are a lot of you know hassles or let's say follow up that needs to be done post purchase mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how how well that broker is you know Uh, is is you know willing to help you in that sure. at times you know good brokers also help you to get in uh, get your legal works done registration right. Right. you know arranging for uh, home loans and all the stuff sure so so in today's scenario broker is no more a property agent he's more of a property advisor property oh. consultants okay. who who should be in a position to give you end to end service right okay and of course the most important question when is the right time to buy i know that you said that this is a good time to buy but yeah. tell us why you think it's a good time to buy in general right mm. now mm. and you know this whole thing about uh, first when is the right time essentially yeah see it also depends on at what stage of career you are at mm. what a, you know stage of life you are now, mm. for example a person who has uh, a clarity on his future cash flow mm. who is pretty sure about the stability of his job mm. and and you know and let's say if it is you know it's for his end use mm. i think this is the right time so typically if you have to, if i have to you know relate with the ongoing pradhan mantri awas yojana where you know you would have uh, also uh, read that the uh, interest subsidy has been now kind of increased to mig1 which is you know mid income group yeah, yeah, yeah. so now for example just to give you a background of that mig1 and mig2 now for example uh, pradhan mantri awas yojana has classified a person who is earning between 6 uh, to 12 lakhs uh, as M- uh, mid income group 1 okay. and somebody who is earning from 12 lakhs to 18 lakhs in mig2 okay and now if example if i'm earning uh, if i fall under mig2 hmm. and i'm if i'm a first time home buyer there is a interest subsidy that government of india gives on buying right so i think you should look into these factors also if you are you know on the verge of making a decision hmm. so couple of factors now government is incentivizing you uh, to buy hmm. if you are falling in a particular uh, uh, category yeah. and then then you have a uh, lot of ready to move in stock hmm. which is you know lying uh, in front of you developers hmm. are willing to sit across the table and give you good good deals hmm. so these are the f- factors based on which you know i say that this is the right time to buy for a buyer now if we look at the other as you know uh, segment of of uh, the population hmm. which we call you know millennials or let's say people people who have just moved into a job hmm. i would recommend them to not get swayed by you know tall claims or let's say uh, marketing gimmicks and mm. get into home buying uh, they should opt for rental because at the initial stage of a career you tend to switch jobs or move your location mm. so ideally you should opt for rental uh, accommodation that time mm. till the time you don't get visibility and you know some kind of clarity about your future cash flows okay what um, so the pradhan mantri awas yojana What is the typical ticket size of a house that I am looking at out there? Mm-hmm. 
what is the kind of loan that I would be looking out for and what would be the size of my EMI. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, my guess is that the Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana is typically, uh, I think, for projects on the outskirts of cities. Could you just give us a so, rough example mm-hmm. here? So, if, if I, you know, I, I would just include, uh, for the sake of uh, clarity, I would include two uh, brackets which I think would be after the target audience that we are talking about. Sure. Which is, you know, mid-income group one and mid-income group two that I said. Right. So I'm assuming that a young, young professional, uh, you know, uh, in the age bracket of, let's say, 25 to 30 Hmm. uh, would be earning 12 to 18 lakhs, which ideally falls into MIG2. Okay. Now, Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana gives you an interest subsidy Hmm. on a loan up to uh, close to, um, uh, let's say, uh, eight, uh, nine lakhs. Hmm. And and, uh, the property price has to be below 45 lakhs Hmm. in a metropolitan city. Hmm. So... If I have to talk about cities which are uh, IT hubs or like, you know, Pune, right. Hyderabad, Bangalore. Right. So, a lot of property hmm. would fall under this bracket. Okay. 45 lakhs. Okay. Which might not exactly be on the outskirts. Sure, sure. But but again, you know, it is within the budget. So and within good and with good connectivity, with you, good you connectivity. might not be that far from yeah, the office. Yeah, that far. Okay. So, I think this... this uh, Target segment hmm. and this target budget of forty-five lakhs hmm. is the idle, uh, uh, you know, uh, segment that we, you know we should be more uh, interested in. Okay, okay. What kind of uh, uh, EMI would it be uh, roughly that he would be looking at after the interest rate uh, subsidy? Uh, so I think uh, that depends. For example, let's say if if I select a price uh, ticket size of forty-five lakhs yes. and you know, let's say I make a twenty percent down payment, yeah, and rest is down. So I think. The EMI would not be more than twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. The, hmm. the rough logic is that forty five lakhs is a, uh, is the price of the house. Twenty yeah. percent is nine lakhs. So mm. forty five minus nine is mm. roughly about thirty five lakhs. Let's yeah. say. Yeah. And interest rates about at, at about ten percent right mm. now. So the EMI works out about twenty five thousand mm. a month mm. for a ten year loan. Yeah. Ten year loan. Mm. And do I get any income tax benefits on that? Yes. Over yes. and above. Yes. All yes. This? Yeah, yeah. So on the principal amount, uh, uh, you get uh, income tax rebate of one point five lakhs. Mm. And and on the interest part, you get uh, uh, the rebate uh, is up to two, two lakhs. Okay, mm. that's that would make it attractive. Yeah, right? so that makes it attractive. Yeah. So now, if you look at those part, you know, uh, uh, if a person is really serious about creating an asset for himself, mm. as well as uh, reducing his tax liability, mm. and on the, on the other hand, availing this benefit of Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana, mm. I think this is a golden opportunity right now. Okay, for for young home buyers. Sure. Okay, uh, Prashant, before I wrap up this, uh, the first part of, of our series, I've got a listener question from Karan Segal, uh, because I just put it on Twitter that I'm doing this real estate recording. Mm-hmm. And he has two questions, okay? Out of which I think that we've already answered the first one. He's saying that, is there ever a good or bad time to buy? I think it's a good time to buy, as yeah, you've said uh, time to buy. In, uh, in detail. And his second question is that, how do you research? If the real estate market or the particular area you want to buy in will go up or down, you can take an ex- example of what I said uh, of Goregaon. You know, let's say that okay, I've, I've I have chosen Goregaon. Mm-hmm. Now, how will I go about finding out that okay, boss, this area may pow up or down, the future may niche down, how will prices move in this area? What kind of research should I do there? Sure. So, enough example. Once we have zeroed down on a particular locality, hmm. the first thing we should look at it is what is the situation of the existing supply of of real estate over there? How many, you know, projects are already existing? And, you know, 
how what is the unsold inventory in that particular locality and these these you know these might sound you know big things but you have reports readily available you know on various portals various portals are also kind of offering this data uh, free of cost on their sites mm. where you can research about the unsold inventory mm. and also what is the situation of upcoming supply how many new supply are coming in so mm. it's, it's you know the price is is a function of demand and supply mm. if you see that there is already huge amount of unsold inventory sitting in a locality mm. and there is huge influx influx of new supply coming in mm. so obviously the price appreciation will not happen mm. Mm. this is one part having said that if you see that you know there is some kind of big big employment opportunity coming up in that area for example a big it park is you know uh, has been announced mm. or let's say some good connectivity is is coming you know normally a metro connection or mm. let's say a flyover changes the dynamic of the real estate overnight mm. so these are the factors that you should look at Num- uh, you know again i'll repeat for the benefit of sure, our, sure, uh, our of listeners yeah. your social infrastructure your physical infrastructure mm. the the current uh, unsold inventory situation of a particular locality mm. the upcoming supply mm. as well as is there any any potential uh, employment generation activity happening so these these factors will give you an you know uh, a hint about whether the prices are going to appreciate or depreciate and again this is over the longer term over long it's term it's not yeah. like how stock yeah. market works no, 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 no. a quarterly earnings is <laughs> no, announced no. and boom the price goes up no, 5% no, no. i think All i think patience patience is the key for real estate market right now if you fear an investor fantastic mm-hmm. karan i hope that answers your question thank you for asking that folks that is a wrap on uh, the first of our three part series on real estate we spoke about buying a house in this first episode in the second episode we're going to talk about renting a house in the third episode we're going to be talking about investing in a house you want to stay tuned for all of these episodes my guest is prashant thakur head of research at anrock property consultants this was episode 1 stay tuned for 2 and 3 thank you for listening no material on the show should be considered as financial advice the material on the show is for informational purposes only please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision hello i am chuck I'm Shikib and I'm Narain and together we are the hosts of the podcast Simplified, Simplified. and we are going to be doing a 100th episode. This is going to be a live episode at Dulali in Khar in Mumbai on the 25th of August 2018. Yes, we should get the year right. We're going to be doing a lot of fun things at the show we are going to be talking about some stuff simplifying them we are going to have a very erudite guest who's going to hopefully make up for our silliness but we sincerely doubt it and there's definitely going to be a lot of beer so we really hope you join us it'll be fun and it'll be more fun if you guys are there so do line up see you bye bye did you know that parsees in mumbai instead of being left at the tower of silence after they die are now cremated and why because a cow fell sick in the early 1990s did you know that the smog in delhi is caused by something that farmers in punjab do and that there's no way to stop them did you know that there wasn't one gas tragedy in bhopal but three one of them was seen but two were unseen did you know that many well intentioned government policies hurt the people they're supposed to help why was demonetization a bad idea how should gst have been implemented Why are all our politicians so corrupt when not all of them are bad people? I'm Amit Verma and in my weekly podcast The Seen and the Unseen 
I take a shot at answering all these questions and many more. I aim to go beyond the scene and show you the unseen effects of public policy and private action. I speak to experts on economics, political philosophy, cognitive neuroscience and constitutional law so that the insights can blow not only my mind but also yours. The Seen and the Unseen releases every Monday. So do check out the archives and follow the show at seenunseen.in. You can also subscribe to The Seen and the Unseen on whatever podcast app you happen to prefer.